Can I borrow your volos? Huh? Oh, yeah, it, it's over there. Yeah, thanks. What fourth level spell would... What? Fourth level? Man, this is... It's the worst. <laughs> I thought this was gonna add some fun, you know, ambiance, but it is awful. We gotta fire him, man. But look, I'd love to, but then we'd have to pay out a buttload of severance. And he's only been here for an hour. Dude, his contract is airtight. Why did we write that? Oh, no, we didn't. I let him write his own. I'd never done a contract before. You know, I would have screwed it up. Well, how do we... Well, okay, sure, obviously, but isn't the great axe a little intense? I mean, where's the crossbow? Well, that would be hanging on the wall behind him. So if you want to walk past him and get it and then come back over here and then load it and okay, then... Give me the axe. Look, dude, I don't want to be a backseat murderer here, but if you try and chop his head off, you might get lucky with a crit, you know? It'd be quick. Ah, good idea. Gone speed, my dude. Yeah, consider your contract terminated. Much better. What the heck? <laughs> Didn't you try and cut off his- Yeah, 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 yeah. Start the theme song. Yeah, sure. Let me just log into Napster. Garen, you ready? It's about to drop. Do it! Dungeons and Dragons. Dan here. I started out in 5e. And me? I was sitting behind the DM screen. Yeah, that was three short years ago. I built a dragonborn fighter with no gusto. Fast forward a year. We're buying supplements and copping brand new gear. Incessantly making characters for one another The only one who cared, of course, was our brother Building new characters, score them all day Each and every week, a brand new baby How's their melee? How's their range? How's their magic? How controlling? How's their range? That's not a category. Just keep going. Uh, I think we were here? Grab a comfy chair and a glass of mead Another fresh episode in your feed Other podcasts can be kinda drab This ain't one, it's the Character Lab Alright, and welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around the one thing we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week, we are bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content and scoring against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to convince the other that our baby is better. Hey everybody, I'm Dan. And I'm better, and this week, oh, this week, we are celebrating the beauty and the romance of Valentine's Day with a very special episode all about bards and the music that they bring to our hearts. Now, we aren't using any third-party content, well, that's what Garen thinks, just Wizards Official, because we wanted this to be all about how great bards can be at anyone's table. I mean, we've gone into how overpowered they can be and all that, but when you really get down to it, Bard is the ultimate ally because they can adapt to almost any role in the party and still dishing out that crucial Bardic inspiration. Now, neither of us have officially ever played one, but in this episode, we both built level 12 characters that will score high in the X Factor for us, so maybe, just maybe, one of these will finally inspire that gameplay. And Garen, I don't know about you, but for this week, that may be the case. Now, let's get it started with my hard bard this week, Nisha. Nisha was born to a highly affluent family in Sundabar. 
her family the heirs of great fortune, as their bloodline dated back to the royals of the ancient city. Nisha was also gifted the great fortune of natural beauty. She had flowing blonde hair and a beautiful smile, even from a very young age. As she grew, Nisha's beauty only augmented. Stopping nearly everyone in town dead in their tracks as she walked by, she hardly noticed though, as Nisha was nearly always humming a tune to herself. Everyone she knew pushed her to go to beauty school, but Nisha's affinity for all things music was abundantly clear by the time she was ready to go off to college. After all, she had taught herself how to play four separate instruments already. After consulting with her parents, she enrolled in a ritzy performing arts school in the Sunabar. As she progressed through her undergraduate program, Nisha excelled in her craft. Being identified early as one of the most gifted students in her program, Nisha was often involved in numerous extracurriculars that involved putting on shows, teaching others, and working closely with distinguished faculty. One of which was a former rock musician who was the head of a band, Poisoned Condition, Michael Breton. Most of the girls at the school vied for a moment of his attention as he was a sight to behold, with his flowing blonde locks and multicolored bandanas, and that just-don't-care attitude. Nisha did not seem to notice that the time with Mr. Breton was anything special, as she was strictly focused on the music. One evening, while planning for a rock festival to take place in the quad, Michael Breton was seemingly overtaken with Nisha's beauty and made a move on her. Paralyzed in fear, knowing that her instructor was a married man, Nisha quickly pushed him back and scurried home. Nisha did not continue to work with Mr. Breton after that incident. Her absence was seemingly eating Mr. Breton alive. He began sending letters. Like, lots of letters. Nisha refused to reply. It got to a point where Nisha wouldn't even read them anymore. Meanwhile, Mr. Breton, desperate for Nisha, told his wife that he was in love with one of his students and wanted to leave her. He just could not shake Nisha's allure. His wife, a professor of magic at that same school, struck Michael down cold, leaving his lifeless body in the living room of their mansion. She then set out to find Nisha. Yes? Is this Nisha's home? Uh, yes, who are you? Oh, uh, what are you doing to me? No, she did not kill Nisha. What she did was far worse. She granted an even more appealing fey attraction to her while also turning her beautiful blonde hair into snakes. Worse yet, if anyone were to look at her in the eyes, they may just turn to stone. She now expresses her pain by touring the world with her band, writing brilliant songs in a variety of genres. I would like to introduce you to Nisha, a level 12 Medusa College of Glamour Bard of the college graduate background. Now, I featured two supplements from the community this week, breaking the rules somewhat, a playable Medusa race, which is available on DMs Guild in a supplement entitled Mistresses of Stone, as well as a background from the lush supplement Backgrounds of Faerun by Brian Holmes. Now, remember that name, folks, because he does a lot of great work. So that is who I brought to the table this week, Garen. A Medusa. A Medusa. Wow. Another dark backstory. Somewhat. Another grim origin. Yeah, somewhat. So who are you bringing to the table? Who's going to appeal to your X-Factor this week? A young caravan pulled into Port Nyanzaru one summer morning with one extra piece of cargo unaccounted for. A young turtle named Bex had just lost his parents, as many young turtles do as they do not live long after giving birth. And while he had no siblings and he was alone in the world, he did not feel abandoned or scared because while his parents were alive, they filled his life with stories and songs about all the wondrous things they had seen. Powerful magicians and fearsome warriors, monsters and demons. They taught him that the world was full of experiences, and the more he collected, the more he could accept the fate 
that life is truly fleeting. As they told these stories, they drummed on their shelves, creating a tempo that etched itself into his very soul. On his first day in the port, Bex moved through the crowds unnoticed until he spotted a street performer juggling swords in the street. Bex watched the man in awe, not only at his incredible skill, but also that the dance the man performed was perfectly in time with the beat his parents had drummed all those years ago. He began to pound the beat on his shell in rhythm with the man's juggling, and the man seemed to notice, smiling at him and gesturing with his head that Bex should join him. The shelling did, and soon it was as if they had planned their performance all along, drumming and juggling in concert as the crowd threw coins at their feet. When their performance ended, the man introduced himself as patron and invited Bex to play with him the next day. They carried on like this for months, gaining fans and coins with their increasing cohesion as a pair. Then one day, a patrol of local guards pushed their way through the performance, saying the crowd was blocking too much of the street. As they shoved past Patron, he lost control and one of the blades fell, slicing his arm to the bone. Bex, still no more than a whelp, grabbed the blade and slew the guard before he could even think. The rest of the patrol closed on him, but the crowd fended them off long enough for Patron and Bex to escape. Patron's arm was so badly wounded that even with magical healing, he was left with lingering damage that prevented him from ever juggling again. Bex decided it was now his turn to help his friend in the way the man was there for him. He took the largest of Patron's swords and enrolled himself as a combatant in the gladiatorial arenas of Port Nianzaro. He entered the arena changing his name to coincide with the way he drummed on his shell as he faced his enemies, beatbox. And with his first victory, he heard the crowd applaud and their hands beat out the same rhythm that his parents had before. He has since continued to win, cherishing each battle as an experience that will bring him one step closer to accepting the fact that one day he shall die. But today will not be that day, as I bring to you Beatbox, a level 12 tortle College of Swords with the gladiatorial background, of course. A little bit of a dark take for you, Garen. Now, can you give us the beat that goes onto the shells? Oh yeah, yeah sure. Wow. Solid. Yeah, very very impressive. Intricate for a shell. And no it question. sounds yeah, it sounds even better on a shell. You know, Garen, not only is that music to my ears, but these two babies we've created this week are music to my ears. And do you know what's music to your nose, Garen? Cantrip candles? That's right, cantrip candles. Makes zero sense. That's all right. We're going to go with it. The purveyors of 100% soy candles that are specifically designed to accompany your tabletop adventures in games like D&D and Pathfinder. That's right. They have a great selection of scents that smell like different locations in a fantasy world. Lived-in chapels, serene forests, or this week's spotlight, Blackhound Tavern. With its strong notes of whiskey and firewood, it's right at home with a bard rocking out in the corner. But to be honest, you can find a scent for all of your adventures with their sampler pack, which offer nine of their scents for a great low price. Once you decide that you want to buy every single one of those scents, we're happy to announce that you now can, and Garen and I will help pick up the tab. That's right, you type in the code LABRAT, L-A-B-R-A-T, at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off your total purchase. Be sure to check them out, that's Cantrip Candles, and if you don't know how to spell Cantrip, you shouldn't be playing D&D. Thank you, Dan and Cantrip Candles, for that message. Now, if you're just joining us, I'll explain the show format. If you aren't, skip ahead about 20 seconds. 
We have nine categories that we prepared arguments for. In each, we will state why our character deserves a score between negative two and positive two. We found this range of scores gives the appropriate depth to character quality. Additionally, once per show, each of us will be able to force the other to roll for the score in which they are arguing as a charisma save using the charisma score for our character. Then at the end, whoever has the most points wins. Now that my grand opus is over, I'd like to take us straight into melee damage. College of Swords bards are crazy aggressive. And I have built Beatbox to be fantastic, both offensively and magically. So he has a plus eight to hit and he is using a longsword, which actually even in one hand is a 1d10 because I found a magical longswords from Uncommon Longswords by Sammy Blanchett. That's right, I also cheated. Double cheats. Woohoo! So that 1d10 plus six it's called the Skull Crusher. All oh. it is, it's a bigger damage die. I love it. So that is two attacks, because they get that at level six. I also have a couple of flourishes, being the College of Swords. Defensive flourish, where I increase the damage and boost my AC till the next turn. This is a D10 Bardic Inspiration die. So that's potential 10 on top of that. And Slashing Flourish, where I deal the additional damage of the Bardic Inspiration die to a creature within five feet. I got a potential 42 damage for a round. For a bard, this is an easy plus one. For melee, outstanding. Tell me where got the Skull Crusher sword from. That was, as I mentioned, the largest of Patron's swords that he was juggling. Oh, okay. So it was his impressive He had finale. already had it. He had had this magic item, just an ordinary guy walking around with a magic item. Didn't well, Patron know was a very successful juggler. Oh. You know, that would be the big finale. He'd throw the Skull Crusher up in the air, and then he'd catch it down his throat. Oh. And then pull it out and bow. Well, Garen, for this section, hang, hang on a second. I, I did mention that Nish is in a band, and hang on, let me get my... What are you doing? All right, I'm just getting... Yep. All right, got my guitar, and uh, how did you... Smuggle that into the lab. Garen, so what'd you think? What? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it's going down in the All Bard episode. You played White Stripes for Melee? What do you want? Plus four? Plus five? I'm only arguing a plus one here. Plus one for snake hair attacks. I'm gonna bring it into range. I'm arguing a negative one. She has quite the vocal range. I, it's, oh. it's not the best. It's not the best vocal range, but it is pretty impressive. Now, also, her influence reaches far and wide. She is all over Faerunian social media, and she's on the radio. So that's your ring, Sarge. Negative one, I think. <laughs> 
All right, still in the afterglow of your song, I will allow the, the negative Why, one for thank that. thank you. Because yeah. we are in range right now, and if this is the way it's gonna be, I think I, I gotta kick it up a notch. Let me just take this turntable out from underneath our regular table. Oh. We know range is the most annoying category, right? It is. So I think I'm gonna have to do this to a pretty annoying song. Yo, listen up, here's the story about a little turtle that hates this ranged world and all day and all night and every fight should be melee that's right it's more exciting but if they run he throws this spear up to 60 feet and it does piercing damage but on hit everybody around just says that was a wasted turn my range is a d6 die 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 i mean two attacks though my range is a d6 die is a d6 die is a d6 This is the minus one. Whatever makes it stop. Whatever <laughs> makes it stop. I'm done. I'm going to break this disc. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fine. Minus one. Go ahead and take us into burninating the magic damage. Wow. I got a lot of burninating spells, but I I'm just going to mention Stinking Cloud right now, which is a really fun burninating spell that we don't talk about, which does that poison damage in the general area. And is that what you just cast right now in the lab? <laughs> that was the audio version of Stinking Cloud. Oh, okay. If we're going to keep this musical charade up, I think I gotta hold back a little bit. I'm gonna lean heavier into the control category. I'll take a minus one in burninating. So stinking cloud is your only spell at 12th level for a bard? That I wanna mention right now, Fine. yes. It's better than nothing, you'll get your minus one. Now, I could sing on her behalf all day long, but I can guarantee you this track is so hot right now, we could turn on the radio and I bet it's playing. Really? Yeah. Listen, there it is. If you're at the park, you should not be after dark. For my storm sphere can cause great fear. And my thunderclap can make your pants fill with crap. Fill with crap. You see, I have a high bite and vanishing smite. But synaptic static, it causes such havoc by dealing out a ridiculous 86. 86. Oh, I'm a beautiful girl. Those dissonant whispers in your head, they'll make you suicidal, suicidal. Then it's game over. I think that's enough of that. I mean, that's just part of the song, and that makes it an easy plus two. I can't believe that was on the radio. What year is it right now? <laughs> That was good, though. I'll give you the plus two. So this is your favorite category, though, control. What are you going to do with this? Well, so I'm, I'm going to argue a plus one here. It's not the strongest, most controlling character I've ever made, but I went ahead and took the latent psionics feat from Feats of the Forgotten Realms, which is also written by Brian Holmes. Like I said, remember that name. Triple cheater. <laughs> but it basically allows you to use the message cam trip without pointing a finger or requiring components. You can also cast command and detect thoughts once each without using any material, verbal, or somatic components. Now, you must complete a long rest before you can use them again, and intelligence is your spellcasting ability for these three spells. Very clean, 
using material that already exists in the game. That's a smart idea. Good job, Brian. Now, that combined with my Mantle of Majesty, which is an ability of a Glamour Bard, which basically you take on an appearance of just this unearthly beauty for one minute or until your concentration ends. And during this time, you can cast Command as the bonus action on each of your turns without expending a spell slot, and any creature charmed by you will automatically fail its saving throw against this command. Now, once you use this, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest. So, I would use this first and then rely on my feet, but I'm commanding all day long. Finally, the college graduate background feature written by Brian Holmes allows me to choose a single non-humanoid creature or single city in the world, and your specialized knowledge about this specific topic grants you advantage on arcane history, nature, and religion checks in relation to that topic, and this would obviously be in Sundabar. And I cannot fail to mention that my snake hair is dexterous enough to manipulate objects that weigh a pound or less and perform simple tasks like lifting, dropping, holding, pushing, or pulling an object or a creature. It cannot hold a weapon, shield, or provoke a grapple, blah, blah, blah. I also have counter charm, friends, and fear. And this hair can actually play some instruments. What instruments? You'll find out later. If you took the hair and you got the prehensile limbs from the Grease Monkeys episode, you would be manipulating so Everything. much stuff. So. Oh. So this is a plus one. It's not quite plus two. That is a solid plus one because I know that my control category is even stronger. If we're throwing back, I'm going to throw back a little bit further. Let's take it back to the 90s grunge. All right. Hold on. Let me get my guitar that only plays three different chords. Another strike, it's truly lived is surely warning. And inside Lemon's tiny hut, your gold I'm surely hoarding. But you can't just see me, invisibility. Mimic bed, dragons red, out charm monster with your tank and your mage and your mage and your rogue. Use your head, you're all dead from my shatter. Then I'll raise dead, I'll raise dead, zombie, zombie, zombie. Then I'll raise dead I'll raise dead Zombie, zombie, zombie Whoa, you were not kidding. Okay, I respect that approach. Going in heavy with raise undead. So, you're arguing what here? This is a plus two. Charm monster, true strike. I'm gonna give you a plus two because it's hard as hell to write a song about control, so kudos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's pretty hard though for me would be tankiness because my hard shell, that's an AC of 17, obviously, but I also hold a shield when I'm in the field. So I got an AC of 19. I got 104 hit points. I've got Blade Ward and I've got Armor of Agathis which I am casting at higher levels. I mean, this is an easy plus one. Yeah, you're gonna get a plus one because <laughs> I'll, I'll let Nisha tell you the truth. Oh, Nisha's gonna sing this one? Tonight I wanna have myself a real good time. I don't wanna die. Hi, hi, hi. And Faroon, I just love this land so dear. 
I've got so much more of the sword coast to see, so don't kill her now. AC of 14, don't kill her. I'm having a good time, I'm having a good time. No, I don't have any healing spells to use on myself. I'm sure you could call that depravity. But my 12 in con bolsters up my low HP That gives me 108, there's no stopping me Keep me in the back of the party Sing a song of rest to get you good and hearty Just please don't harm me I wanna make it to level 22 Don't kill her now I'm having such a good time I got snakes in my hair don't kill her now But if someone's attacking me I give them a glare and Turn them to stone Turn them to yeah, stone turn them to stone And that's pretty much all I've got Yeah So yeah, I mean, that's about it uh, I think a zero here is appropriate Yeah, I, I want to beat you down a little bit With the AC of 14 But it's so charming Dare I say counter-charming? How many Dans are there? Yeah, I know. I'm feeling the least competitive I've ever been in my life. You're in good spirits, I'm in good spirits. Let me just head this off. You know, as a glamour bard, Nisha can use a bonus action to expend one bardic inspiration to grant herself a wondrous appearance. She always has a wondrous appearance, but it even gets better, she glows. When she does so, she can choose up to four creatures within 60 feet of her, and each of them gains 11 temporary hit points. And when a creature gains these temporary hit points, it can immediately use its reaction to move up to its speed without provoking opportunity attacks. Mm. Pretty great ally assist, and you know, all of the other accoutrements that come with bards in ally assist are included here. So you can cure wounds? I cannot cure wounds. Okay, so you can't do all the bard things. I'm but still arguing a plus two. Let me ruminate on that for a second while I talk to our listeners. Guys, this is the time of the show when we thank you for supporting us, the Lab Boy Band. I mean, we took a little break at the beginning of the year, but now we're back for good. And we know that during that time you were thinking, I want you back. Now, everybody, I swear, we are trying our best to make this show larger than life. And it's because of you. We love playing D&D, but when we have to quit playing games, we're all about the lab. It doesn't matter who wins each episode, it's going to be me. It just matters that we're still here as long as you love us. Thank you, listeners. And now I'm going to do my part of Ally Assist, and I'm going to bring it straight from the heart. Sometimes in your life, you will get stabbed, you will get bludgeoned, and I will kill wounds if you're my friend, or just a crumbudgeon. Bleed on me when you're not here. To spare, I'll mend your chain mail. And during this song, 
I'm gonna need somebody to bleed on. I got you, bro. Just call on me, brother-in-law, when you're feeling spent. We all need somebody to bleed on. My bardic inspiration is now a D10. And we all need somebody to bleed on. Bleed on me. Just don't you die. I can't bring you back. I didn't learn revivify. And then we'll have a new guy in our party. Spell slots. Call me. Really? Call me. All right, you're dead now. Well, Garen, it's safe to say that we're both feeling the love. I think a plus two all around. Everybody gets plus twos. Oh, that was so sweet. You bleed on me anytime. Same right here, brother. You know what? I think we almost found a balance in that. Much like Beatbox finds a balance every day. Because in the ability to balance category, he's got that strength of 18, dex of 12, con of 12, intelligence of 9. As my story told, he didn't have a lot of learning. Wisdom of 12 and Charisma of 18. Obviously, the rest of the stuff is going to be good because bards are so good. And I love this build because this guy has great offense and magic. And he's just going to be so much fun in and out of combat. Spoiler for X-Factor. This is one of my favorite characters I've ever built in the lab. This has something for everything. I love beatbox. What about you? There's honestly a song in all of Nisha's discography to help support an argument in every single category. And honestly, I, I'm thinking of one, but I know she uses her hair to play like three of the instruments. So just let me give this a shot. cleaners man how do you play guitar with never mind what are you arguing i'm arguing a plus one so you know just like jazz you know she, she's not perfectly balanced i've got a strength of eight dex of 16 constitution of 12 intelligence of 14 wisdom of 10 charisma of 19 and then of course i've got expertise in intimidation because i rock so hard performance obviously and persuasion which is why I think I'm gonna get a plus one here, but going over to the spell casting stuff, I have a spell save DC of 16 and a spell attack bonus of a plus eight. I think this is a plus one because a Medusa is not really meant to be a bard, but man, does she make one great rockin' chica. The musicality was good, but I'm gonna make you roll because that was jazz. She has a plus four to her charisma, so I will need a an 11 or better to meet the DC 15 of a plus one. 
and I rolled an 11. So I, I will take that plus one. I can verify that 11. All right. Good job. <laughs> Would you please read this week's smooth operator scenario submitted by our new patron, Joshua Slade? That's right. It reads... The art of producing, performing, and consuming music was ingrained into the very fabric of society in the grand city of Lirwin. The city invited those who could perform into grueling tournaments held in grand arenas. The tournaments brought a variety of people ranging from confident amateurs and adventurers to cunning rogues and godlike bards. However, there's something very unique about these tournaments, and that is the lack of rules. The win condition is who played the best music for the longest, but... There are no rules about whether you can slay, silence, or even banish your opponent. You've been entered in the tournament yeah, by some yeah, means and must win. You have five minutes to play the best music you can for as long as possible in hopes of beating your opponent. Battle on. So what I would do here is I would begin performing any one of my hits. And after one minute, I would target Beatbox in my enthralling performance, and he must succeed on a DC 16 wisdom save or be charmed by me. Now, while he's charmed in this way, he idolizes me and speaks glowing of me to anyone who he talks to, and it hinders anyone who opposes me. So even his own fans would be on my team. Beatbox is just looking glowingly at my beauty, and he would no longer be able to play. I would then use mass suggestion on the crowd to start chanting, Nisha, 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 Nisha. I think that's a plus two. Well, so you targeted Beatbox. I didn't see this as being across the arena from you. It makes perfect sense in retrospect. But if you're going to challenge him to a wisdom save, let's roll that wisdom save. Plus one on it. He rolled an 11. That's not going to cut it. No. Okay, so you got that. I definitely did. But how would you handle this in a smooth way? Well, you know, we did our new theme song. We rapped. We did some raps. And I thought they were really solid raps. And you know who battles really well? Rappers. So let's take it old school. Here's some more raps. Now this is a section all about how I win this contest and take my bow. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the smoothest bar in a town called Larian. In the Chope Peninsula, hatched and raised on the beaches is how I spend most of my days. Tortling and maxing long resting all cool, drumming on my shell like a rhythmic fool. So these couple of guys think they could challenge me, but they didn't think I'd prepare so magically. One failed save and they don't know what to do as me and my band start to turn blue. I grab my heart and my face is shocked. I'm having a cardiac arrest and my arteries blocked. I'm dying now and all my limbs are locked. The other guys win, the crowd is shocked. But when they stop playing, there's a strange noise. Music is pumping from me and my boys. Dismiss the spell as I enjoy the confusion. They got mad fooled by my program delusion. So that's obviously a plus two because you set a five minute program delusion. That's how the spell works. And it's an intelligence save only if you think something is amiss. So they're going to be so focused on their game, they're not even going to realize that this is a fake heart attack. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a perfect spell for this. So plus two granted, but you're rolling for that plus two, mister. All right. I, of course, have a plus four to my charisma. Beatbox needs a 13 or better. He got a 15 plus the four. 15 verified. 
Moving into how you would handle this in an aggressive situation, I don't think a programmed illusion would cut it here. No, but this is a battle of the bands, so I will emulate one of my favorite battle of the bands scene, and that is from the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And as Beatbox is rocking out so hard, he just launches a thunder wave to blow his enemies away. It's not original, it's not fresh, but I don't have a song prepared for this category, and I just want to hear what you do. So you're arguing what here? I don't care. I'll take a minus two. I just want to play me another song. <laughs> uh, then your wish is my command. Why did we agree to this show? It sounds quite amiss to me. But I guess that's what we get for Throwing our patrons the key But anyways Just as we'd start to play And me should give them a gaze Oh, and then Garen's bardic build Would get quite a chill He rolls for his constitution A DC 13, oh no And if he that oh boy he's paralyzed and no more show but this is fitting fire the situation's more dire cause then I use my guitar and hit him square in the jaw a little banishing smite the situation's just right now she's the only one there a victor with a cold stare that's right she wins by default she refuses to halt Playing that sweet chin music. Plus two. Plus two granted. You hit us with the spoon, and then you hit him with the banishing smite. That was huge. <laughs> well, thank you so much. So, you know, moving into X Factor, I'm gonna just take the liberty to say that I really do like this build. This is actually, honestly, one of my favorite builds. I know Garen said that this is one of his favorite builds, but... I got this idea for a bard that's just like a little bit edgy. People are drawn to its beauty and cannot control themselves. They get drawn to her and then they inevitably want to look at her and then they pay the price. So super damage dealing, controlling bard. I would absolutely play this character. And now kudos to a friend of the show, Brian Holmes, for a suitable background and feat to make this build even juicier. And also a shout out to GE Chowdron for their work on the Electrum best-selling race supplement, Mistresses of Stone, where I got this cool Medusa race from. So look up all of these great works on dmsguild.com and support these geniuses work. We have links in the show notes to each of these supplements. Yeah, I totally agree. That extra content you threw in, even though it was against the rules, was fantastic. Excellent work by those authors. I, of course, used a longsword from 20 Uncommon Magical Longswords by Sammy Blanchett. That's also in the show notes. Beatbox would be a fun character to play, of course. If anyone wants to DM the two of us and our weird bards... I think we'd be all about that. Um, I stopped keeping score during this episode because this is all about friendship and coming together in song, I think. Definitely the most fun episode I've ever had with you, and we've done quite a few at this point, so... Woo! <laughs> this journey is over, and as the wheel in the sky turns, the episode has concluded, and Dan, I will now embrace you with open arms. Don't touch me, and just stop with the references. Right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this ballad battle in the lab. If you want to hear more, head over to our Patreon page and see all the ways that you can get an extra dose of Lab Boys between Wednesdays. And next Wednesday, we celebrate another Labby Award winner, Alex Klippinger, Face of the Forgotten Realms, is so, so good with his new best-selling DMs Guild product, Tome of Pacts. 
Now, in the spirit of face, this book goes into rich lore about possible patrons while also offering some brand new packs complete with fantastic abilities. And now we have once again reached the final notes of the show, so remember, Lab Rats, when it comes to character creation, it doesn't have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Lab, and all episodes for that matter. Yeah, but if you left this episode just wanting more, you can join us on Patreon for tons of bonus content. At our lowest tier, you can join our Discord and participate in fan battles and have access to all PDF content that we post. You can even chat with us throughout the day. For just a little bit more, you get two bonus episodes a month and access to the entire backlog of fight clubs, monster labs, and special interviews that we've been pumping out since March of 2018. Patrons in the next tier get early access to our regular show, sometimes as much as nine days prior to release date. They also get PDFs of the character sheets for the characters that we've built in the 2019 episodes and beyond, and they can submit a smooth operator or spitting fire charisma scenario that we will use in each and every episode. And our top, top tier patrons get merch a couple times a year, have a chance to submit characters, and can sway the fates with automatic crits and fails on our charisma rolls during the show. At any level, we hope to bring you more fun. We love working on this show and the support of our patrons helps continue to make it better. If you're digging the new audio production that began in 2019, just know that it wouldn't be possible without those that already donate. And we have more plans to beef up the lab and we need your help to do it. But however you support us, we thank you. We hope to have you back next week. Head over to our Facebook and Twitter at DD Character Lab for some previews of what to expect and lots of links to other great community content. Until Wednesday, peace, love, and point by. <laughs>